I'm Des. And I'm Jay. And welcome to your weekly dose of Savage Reality. And I'm Jay. And welcome to your weekly dose of Savage Reality. All right. So let's get into the next episode of VPR. So we start off with Laura Lee and Jax, and they're headed to this place called The Sweatshop, which I can truly appreciate that places like this exist because the sauna is one of my absolute favorite things ever. Mm-hmm. And it's baffling to me how in Kentucky, there was a sauna in my gym. In Mississippi, there was a sauna in my apartment complex. <laughs> In California, think I found a sauna anywhere? No. That's because you lived in some bougie-ass places. I have never had a sauna anywhere I have ever lived. No. Mm, Correct, I have not, no. There maybe was one at the JMU gym, I'm not sure, but there has not been anyone, anyone, yeah, there hasn't been one anywhere else I've lived. Oh. Like, Mm. Cortland didn't have one, and that was, like, the nicest apartment complex, complex I've ever lived in. Yeah, and the gym that I just joined out here, I joined it because I had to do some research to figure out which gyms have saunas because saunas are just so, I mean, it might be a little bougie, but they yes. are really beneficial to your recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, and it gets rid of inflammation. It's just, it's a good place to go in after your workout and stretch. So I appreciate um, the sweatshop and its existence. However, the name. Y'all, come the fuck on. Why are we calling something the fucking sweatshop? Are we serious? Are we serious? I think it's kind of cute. But it reminds me of like, um, oh my gosh, what what do they call it? Like sweatshops that people like work in for like pennies on the dollar. Like that's what I think about when I hear that name. Oh. Like the people working for fucking Shein or whatever. Yeah. 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 So they should have thought about that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Good point. <laughs> yeah. um, well, anywho, they are at the sweatshop where you sweat in a sauna, not because you're working for pennies on the dollar. And um, they are in the sauna. Well, before they get into the sauna, because Jax is not at this point in his life, which is kind of surprising. He says he's really not into like healthy living. Well, I think his version of healthy living is like what we see later in this episode when they go work out at a children's playground. And it's just very like basic, like I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to lift weights, I'm going to run, I'm going to bike, like you're just doing the basics. Like he's not thinking about the recovery or whatever. He's just thinking about, I got to work out. Got it. That makes sense. So Laura Lee is trying, well, the people who work there are explaining that this is like the greatest experience ever, which it's just a sauna. Like I, I love a sauna just as much as these people do, but it ain't, you know, fucking 
a man walking on the moon. Anyway. But you know, it's product placement. They were on the show. They were trying right. to advertise and she was doing such a great job of hyping them up. And I was like, did they pay you girl? I hope right. so. I hope so. Yeah. And then Laura Lee talks about after, after she gets out of the sauna, it's like, she's had the best orgasm of her life. Again, mm. I love the sauna, but that's excessive. <laughs> it's too much, but anyhow, so they go in the sauna, whatever. Jax is complaining because he feels like they've been in there for forever when they really haven't. And both of them decide to get out. <laughs> and Laura Lee says, and she says this twice, I guess, because she wants Jax to respond. I don't know if Jax is like ignoring her on purpose or because of his ADHD brain. He just didn't catch what she was saying because he was doing something else. And she was saying that she felt sick because she took her Prozac that morning and she shouldn't have. And I was like, mm, okay. Mm, okay. Mm. okay. Anywho, after that, Jax gets back in the sauna. Oh, Jax. And how <laughs> fucking ignorant. He looks out the door of the sauna at Laura Lee, who is sitting outside of the sauna, and asks her, is this what it's like talking to your dad? <laughs> and even if you haven't watched the episode... You could probably gather that Laura Lee's father is in prison, and that's why he asked. <laughs> it was so He's fucked like, up. So fucked up. Even if that is your partner, like, she's rude. Also, like, I don't know when the last time, Jax, you saw anything about prison, but, like, you can go into a whole-ass room and touch people now. Like, you can be in the same space with them. Like, there does not have to be that little, like, fiberglass thing between you two right right he's such an idiot and Laura Lee just kind of laughs it off and she's like no asshole <laughs> and her little baby voice so oh, they start talking about Laura Lee well Laura Lee wants to stay at Jax's house because she's preparing for this role and she just wants to like binge watch television eat practice her script whatever and so then we pan to Jax who is discussing the fact that Laura Lee went to Juilliard which Jax is like our father so when he says something it's like most of the time only halfway true so I did have to google it to make sure she truly went to Juilliard but she did she did so I was shocked that's because like one time um DeFray saw me and this was after I had become AKA and he was like now your dad told me you joined AKA but knowing him it could have been Delta Zeta or anything <laughs> yeah, got that one right. I know it's so awful, but yes, that is like Jax. They tell half truths um, and exaggerate. Anywho, so then I went to go look at Laura Lee's. Is it IBMD? IMDb. That yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize she had appeared in Gossip Girl. Yes. Okay. So it's it's an ep because I recently ish rewatched Gossip Girl before they took it off Netflix, mm-hmm. but now it's back. Anyway. Um, so she's in an episode, she has like really long hair mm-hmm. and she is, I can't remember the exact plot, but basically she's someone that Chuck is using to like target Blair in a way. Okay. okay. And I can't remember what happens, but she ends up with like all the shit in her hair and other weird stuff. But like, essentially we find out that like Chuck has paid her to do whatever it is that she did. So she maybe is in there for like one maybe two episodes or something like that but not very long but it's so funny because her name on the credits is like laura lee like there's no last name there's nothing nothing else it's just like laura lee like leah michelle or 
Madonna yeah. or whatever. It's very strange. Funny. Yeah. So if you guys want to check out Laura Lee, I found her on Instagram also. Her name is Blue Jean Baby. 214. Don't know why. Um, but you know, Blue Jean Baby, that's a yeah, that's um, oh my god, what is that man's name? That's an Elton John reference. Or Billy Joel, one of the two of them. I can't remember which. Mm. Like Blue oh, Jean Baby. What? Isn't Billy Joel the Christian pastor? <laughs> no, it's Joel Osteen. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Oh, well, huh, okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> what was the first name you said? Elton John. Elton John. Oh, yeah, it's from Tiny Dancer, from the song Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Okay. Yeah, it's like Blue Jean Baby. And you know, home and closer, turn a dancer. You never heard that song? No, I haven't. Oh, he and Britney Spears just did a remix to it. It's fire. You should check it out. I definitely will not. Thanks <laughs> for that rendition. I <laughs> love Elton. Anywho, but, anyways, um, she also <laughs> appeared in Law and Order, which I could see. I don't know which one, if it was like SVU. I really mm. don't know all the other law and orders because I only care about this view. There's criminal but, intent. Mm. There's just regular law and order. That's yeah. all I know. I never watched any of those. Oh, um, I know. Also appeared in numbers. I liked numbers. I never watched numbers either. Okay. Oh, okay. No. And then most recently in this, I don't know if it's a movie or a series called Under the Silver Lake. That was in 2018. So I might have to check that okay. out. I've never heard of it. It's just still working. Rack. Come on, Laura right. Lee. Yeah. So um, he's good at Gossip Girl. For Laura Lee. Right. Yeah, it's it's so funny watching these two together. I just the fact that it again worked for the again near two to three weeks that it did, mind blowing for me. Right. <laughs> but anyways, so then we shift and we see Katie arriving at Stasi's apartment and surprise, Stasi has a new dog that she randomly got on Venice Beach. And I was like, okay, that seems interesting to me, but whatever. And you know, after this, I don't think we ever see that dog again. No, because she gave the fucking dog away. Oh, she pulled yeah. Rachel. <laughs> she did pull a Rachel. <laughs> Formerly known as Raquel. I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyways, so yes. Stassi, for this episode, has this new dog, essentially. And so she tells Katie that her and Frank broke up and Katie's like what the fuck do you mean y'all broke up y'all been together for like five seconds and so Stassi blames the fact that they broke up on the fact that he got fired and they started fighting a lot and I was like bitch y'all were fighting way before that so respectfully that's not true but okay so then she tells Katie that Frank said that Stassi likes the idea of Frank but not Frank himself and katie was like yes duh that's what we've all been trying to tell you and saucy's like yeah i know but i had to figure it out on my own blah 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 i needed him right then after jacks because he was there for me and he provided all these things for me what it is i don't really know but now apparently she's excited to be single and we're like okay sure and bitch you didn't like the idea of Frank. You like the idea of another man in your life pretending to be your partner. Right? Who you could make Jack's mad with. Exactly. 
that's all it was. You wanted to say like, yeah, I won because I'm now with somebody else quickly. That's all that that was. But now Stassi is hopeful that things will be easier between her and Jax because she and Frank are broken up and Frank is no longer working at Sir. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So that scene for some reason was, well, I guess maybe pivoting because like you're saying, Stassi's now thinking things are going to be easier between her and Jax that she now that she's single. And I guess once word spreads, maybe that's why Jack starts having these supposed feelings about Laura Lee, that they're taking things too fast, which is a fact you did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if, if Stassi were still with Frank, he probably wouldn't have had those feelings. So For sure. we pan back to Jax and Laura Lee's scene together after they're leaving the sweatshop where they sat in saunas not worked for pennies okay Um, so they're walking out and Laura Lee is thanking Jax for putting up with her and being with her and then for helping her get clean now Mm. those of you have who have been listening since episode one of our podcast and the first time that we talked about Laura Lee, Jax mentioned that Laura Lee was nine months sober and he was great. That is definitely something to celebrate, but he was celebrating it in the fact of, oh, she's definitely ready to be in a relationship because she's been sober for nine months. Mm-hmm. So here we are <clears throat> in the sweatshop scene and Laura Lee is thanking him for helping her get clean and in this moment, we find out that Laura Lee has started drinking again. Not sure if there were any other drugs involved because they didn't mm-hmm. mention it, but she was drinking again. So, um, yeah. Um, so she has, at this point, been sober for six days. Yeah. And it's so sad. I don't want to laugh because it's not funny. It's not but- Jax is not ready to be with somebody who's sober. Like that is a whole different ball game. And you have to be a very specific type of person to be able to handle that. He is not, not even close. 1000%. Like you have to be like maturity wise where Jax is now in his life. He could probably deal with a sober partner, but here season one, 33 year old Jax, also, I've been listening to this one sermon this week from Creflo Dollar. If you guys don't follow Creflo Dollar Ministries and you're believers in God, you should because he breaks that shit down the way it should be. Anywho, he um, was saying, dang, where was I even going with that? I don't, know. I don't even know. Creflo oh, say? I know. What did Creflo say? What were we just saying before that? We were talking about how Jax was not mature enough. Oh, that's what it was. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What Reflo said, your brain doesn't develop all the way until you're about 30. And, you know, I think that's probably more accurate for women than men. It's uh, technically 26. 26 is when your brain is supposed to be fully developed, like prefrontal cortex wise. Okay. But in terms of maturity, just because your brain is fully developed does not mean that you are mature cool. at all. Which is what I believe Creflo was saying. Not like scientifically your brain doesn't develop all the way until you're 30. So yes, Jack's at the ripe age of 33. And as a man, he's operating on like the 18-year-old uh, maturity level for sure. And in LA, 
You might as well be 12. <laughs> a 12 year old bartender for sure. Um, so that was, that was jarring for me. Cause I mm-hmm. did not expect like, I've been clean for six days. Like bitch, wait, what? <laughs> well, I remembered it. Yeah. I remembered it from before, but also it's just, I didn't realize again, how fast this all happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a lot. And mm-hmm. so after that, Jax is calling her out because people are, have told Laura Lee that Jax is going to be the bad influence. And maybe that's why she's relapsed. Um, but Jax is calling her out because she's been lying to him. Um, and he's like, you know, when you have been drinking, you haven't told me about it. And she was like, I told you I do that. And he was like, yeah, I know. But so like, like you're saying, Des, I feel like in that moment, he's starting to realize, okay, this sobriety thing is way more than I thought it would be. So, and I don't, who knows, Jax may not even realize that like relapsing was a thing, you know, he may, he may have thought like, once you get on the straight and narrow, like you're good. Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't have any experience with it. Right. Right. So, yeah. So he, so because earlier in the sweatshop, Laura Lee asked if she could stay at his place while she goes over her um, script or whatever. And Jax is like, well, I'm nervous leaving at my place because I don't want things missing. There's a bar there. And then she's like, I don't know her. And I was like, oh, okay. Touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Again, it's really not funny. Um, but just the way that she acts in this moment is just very alarming for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And outside of that, it's also weird to me that she wants to stay at his apartment. Like, is his apartment nicer than her apartment or it does make understand that what her living situation is like for sure. It does. Um, but then also she seems like the clingy type. So like, even when Jax isn't around, she wants to feel close to him. So like sniff his sweaters and shit. (laughs) One of Jax's chunky sweater. (laughs) Right exactly and so you know when people have tried to say that Jax is the bad influence Laura Lee tells Jax it's not his fault because mentally she relapsed five months into her sobriety because she stopped going to meetings and I guess following up with her sponsor and regular check-ins and things of that nature and then as we're wrapping up the scene you know Jax again is expressing his concern about her drinking and she's like how I feel right now is amazing I don't ever want to lose this feeling I'm fine and it's like but you lost that feeling six days ago when you relapsed so not even six days ago because we don't actually know how long ago she relapsed like she could have been doing stuff the entire time her and Jax have been together I said the entire time like it's a long time but you know what I mean it could have been 14 days ago when they first started dating (laughs) or even months before that you know you just you just never freaking know you don't you don't so yeah strange but it is what it is Exactly. And so we carry on. So then we shift into a scene at Sir. We're at Sir a lot this episode, I will just say. Mm -hmm. And we see Lisa walking in and asks Peter to get Katie. And so he grabs Katie. They come over and Lisa's like, ooh, I bet you're in trouble. Don't you think you're in trouble? And she's like, haha, I'm just kidding. You're not in trouble. I'm like, Lisa, why? That's just not funny. This shit's Mm -hmm. so funny. I hate when people joke like that. But anyways, so she tells them that she's having a private dinner in her restaurant that week. 
and wants to have the best servers in the mix. And so she's identified Peter and Katie and she's like, well, who else do you think could be good? So they start tossing out all these names and then Sheena's name comes up from Peter and Lisa says, well, potentially, but I'm not sure if Brandy's coming or not. So I'll have to double check. And if she's not, we're cool. But if she is, then we can't really do that. And so then we get this quick flashback to the scene that started the whole show where Brandy and Sheena have this confrontation about Sheena having had an affair with Brandy's husband for two years of their marriage. And so again, I don't think that this scene is accessible anymore because it's not at the end of that episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And it's not at the beginning of this episode of Vanderpump Rules, which is the only flaw in this show moving from Hulu to Peacock because when the shit was on Hulu, it was on there. But anyways... So we see it. The conversation seems to have gone fine, but also like, as Lisa mentions, this happened like mere weeks before this dinner that she's planning right now. And so she's like, yeah, it's just too fresh with Sheena to be in the mix with Brandy for like regular service. Like, it's just not cool. You know, and kind of diverting from this topic here, did you see the drama with Sheena this past week? Oh, and the picture of Tom Sandoval? Yeah. I did. I saw Ariana make a post. It was like, guys, this is what we do when we're taking pictures with fans. It's not that big of a deal. Da-da-da-da-da. Lala posted, y'all stop fucking with Sheena or you're going to have to deal with me. However, (laughs) I don't give a fuck who the... I don't care if it's Barack Obama himself asking for a picture with the cast of VPR. If I'm a part of the cast and Thomas Scumdeval just did what he did to my best fucking friend, you can stand on the opposite side of Barack. Don't touch anyone else in the fucking picture from the cast. Or you can dismiss yourself altogether. Like, I get that they're saying it's not a big deal, but to me, I would be like, figure it the fuck out, bro. Right? Well, I feel like, I don't know. I've never been in a situation, A. And, you know, I saw that Brock wrote like a whole thing about it too. Mm-hmm. But I think in my mind, and I, I was actually just having this conversation earlier today with one of my friends at the pool. There's going to have to be a time when they film with him again. And there's going to have to be a time when they, you know, for all intents and purposes, can like move on for the sake of the show, unless he randomly chooses to leave the show or Ariana chooses to leave the show or whatever, because they work together. And so I think from their perspective, this is a job. We're not friends. We're not like a spoon coons anymore. So sure, I happen to be right here. I'm taking this picture, but like, I'm going to move on with my day after the fact. And like, that's that. And I feel like Ariana wouldn't have said that if she felt otherwise about the situation. For sure. However, yes, these are your jobs to like, you know, interact with fans and all that fun stuff. But unless this scene was getting filmed, in which you are contractually required to interact for your paycheck, for the sake of your paycheck, then it's a no. But I think they might have been going into somewhere to film a scene and just happened to see a fan in route. 
No, that's you know. I, I guess it makes sense. It's, and it probably was. I can't imagine they would all be going out together just for funsies. That's fair. That's fair. I still think she should have been like, um, Schwartz, Sandoval, switch. Thanks. But that's just me. <laughs> I'm a cancer, which Ariana's a cancer as well, but I'm just like overly cancer. That's me. Mm-hmm. Anywho, anywho. So we see Shishu and Katie and Staffy pulling up at a rooftop pool to have a little girl's day. Um, but mixed in with this girl's day is what is supposed to be Nastasia working on her fashion blog. And because Frank <laughs> refers to it as fashion blog, and I think it's fucking hilarious, I'm also going to refer to it as her fashion blog. It's not that you called her Nastasia. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> so... Um, also, in this scene, did you peep her bun? Her sock bun? It was, that's what it's called. I was mm-hmm. trying to think of it earlier. I was like, what are those things called? That is terrible. Because Sheena, in some of her interview looks for this season, she also has one in, but it's like right at the top of her head. But that was very 2012 when they shot this. That was very in. It should have never been in. Should've. It was supposed to be like an easy approach to like professional hair that you could just do quickly. Cause like the sorority bitches always had it all the time. That's not surprising. Yeah. But it was still a terrible life choice. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, they're having a little girl's day and um, they start talking about the fact that Kristen hasn't responded to Sheena's text messages about coming and, you know, Stassi's being classic Stassi. Like, well, I don't understand why she just can't be a fucking adult. That's what she likes to say about everybody. The mm, except herself. Three-year-old. Right. <laughs> the youngest bitch in the room who acts like the youngest bitch in the room. I don't know why she just can't be an adult and come if you want to come or don't come if you don't want to come. But like, don't not respond and then wait around for someone to ask, where are you? Are you not coming? But Stassi... That's the type of shit you do for attention. Mm-hmm. So what's the issue? It's annoying. Then at one point in this scene, Shayna, Sheena <laughs> says that her and Stassi are so similar. And Katie's like, yeah, y'all are both bitches. And I'm like, wait, what? We, which y'all know that we don't know because Mm-mm. Stassi and Sheena are the furthest thing from alike, right? Truly, you night know? and day. I don't see it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think Sheena wants to be Stassi, one thousand percent. So maybe she's trying to like do things to emulate her, but they are not the same. Not at all. Not at all. And so they're talking about that. Whatever. Kristen walks in and it's super awkward because at this point, if you all remember, Stassi is still not talking to Kristen because of the Vegas trip. She's mended things with Katie, but not Kristen. And remember also from Kristen's point of view, it's because she's not just going to sit down, hug it out and cry. So remember Mm -hmm. that for our next episode. Anywho. So Kristen arrives, hella fucking awkward. Um, then Sheena and Kristen walk away from the group to go get a drink. And then Stassi starts complaining that Kristen isn't doing enough to make her feel comfortable. Which why? Why would she? What Like, 
y'all don't, to be cordial, y'all don't have to speak to each other. You just have to sit there without calling each other bitches and hoes, right? And I feel like she addressed the group when she got there, but like, Stassi, I don't know what you expected, my gal. He wanted her to come over there and be like, oh, hi, Stassi, I missed you so much. It's so good to see you. And mm-hmm. when she didn't do that, then it's Stassi is the victim per usual. And then Stassi claims that she is, I guess, doing enough to make Kristen feel comfortable. And she says that she doesn't want to be rude and classless, which I'm like, bitch, that's all we've seen since episode one is rude and classless. We have very different definitions of those terms. Right? So who knows how long they've been at the pool before Pandora, who is Lisa's daughter, the one who owns the digital magazine, for Stassi's fashion blog column, whatever. Adora <laughs> <laughs> starts calling and texting Stassi, wondering where this blog post is because that's what Stassi is supposed to have been working on while they were up at the rooftop. And so we pan to Stassi in her confessional and she was like, I'm doing everything that I can to start turn my stuff in on time. Then we pan back to the pool and Katie's like, you haven't opened your computer since we've been here. The fact that she just like slid that in there so low key like that too. I was like, Katie, you got some balls. I like it. I like it. So that was hilarious. In freaking insane. And so then we see Stassi sitting at the bar asking for a cocktail, type, type, typing away. (laughs) I was just like, what in the world, girl? So. Then we transition into a scene where Laura Lee is going into AA, which I'm surprised that they literally let this be filmed, but okay. Same, but they clearly got releases from like who wanted to be on camera. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Did I tell you about the one time I went to an AA meeting? No. Why did you go to an AA meeting? Was it for psychology class? It was for my drug abuse class. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that was like one of the assignments that we could do to get extra credit. There was like a bunch of different things and it was like going to an AA meeting was one of them, which I didn't know you could just go to those. Like I thought that you, you know, I just, it it felt weird to just be there and not be an alcoholic, but I was like, okay, let me see what it's like. It was actually really, really interesting. And they had it at like one of those like moose lodge type of places. It was behind the KFC in Bowling Green. Anyways, yeah, I say all that to say, I too have been to one before and it was, it was an interesting time. I do know that you can attend AA without being an alcoholic because you know who does it or who did it. Huck from Scandal. Because his addiction was to killing, but you know, addiction Um, is addiction. I forgot about that. I was like, where are we going? (laughs) I was like, who's Huck? I forgot. I forgot. I haven't watched that show in forever. I know it's one of your bedtime shows, though. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Laura Lee is there. She's sitting there. I guess maybe this is her first meeting since she has relapsed, which yay for her. And so Jax, for some reason, shows up to support her. And I was like, oh, my God, this is not a good idea. But okay. So then Laura Lee tells us the story of her addiction and how it started. And it's pretty dark, to be honest. And Mm -hmm. Jax is like, I didn't really know what to expect, but like, this is even like off the charts compared to what I was assuming. 
And I was like, yes, yeah, seriously. Like, that's why Lisa said, be fucking careful with her. And like, I don't know if Lisa knows the full extent of all of this, or if Lisa's just really good at reading people and could um, like ascertain that there's a lot more going on maybe than Laura Lee was saying outright. But it was like, yeah, Jax, this is what Lisa was talking about, my guy, but whatever. So then they go through the meeting and then Jax has remembered that Laura Lee previously told him that after AA meetings, she generally feels really good. So with this knowledge, he decides that it's time to talk to her about wanting to slow their relationship down. Ah, uh, why, Jax? That was literally the absolute worst time you could have picked. And I just don't, I just don't even understand why you did it. I have no idea. It's because it's that 12-year-old boy brain yeah you're right you're right yeah I don't it's just it's wild to me and so he starts saying that basically he really enjoys being around her but spending every day together might be a little much like fuck duh Jack's like duh no one is ever like yes let's be around each other all the fucking time like no that's insane and so Laura Lee is like, I just can't handle this conversation right now. So then she gets up and she like walks outside to kind of get out of the conversation or take like a little bit of a break from it. So then he follows her and says like, hey, this isn't bad. It's not bad. I just don't want us to like rush into this. Too motherfucking late, Jax. Y'all are in it. Y'all are in this. You are in it. And so... They're continuing to talk and she asks him and she's got her head like buried in her legs. Like she can't even look at him. And she asks him, does he want it to go somewhere? He says yes, for some reason. Mm. But then he also says, I want to be able to miss you though, because I see you all the time. I have no opportunity to just not be around you to miss you. And she agrees with everything that he's saying. Like she is still upset, but she understands where he's coming from and she is able to handle this conversation so maturely in this moment which is incredible considering she also just shared all about herself in AA and I feel like that would be very like draining to me so then to have to walk into this conversation I don't know that I would have had this much patience to give so kudos to her and they seem to end up leaving it on a good note because at the end of the day he still wants to be as intimate with her as they have been physically and I guess that's supposed to be some kind of like, what's that? What is that term when they, a consolation prize is what I'm looking for. And that's the thing. He don't want to see her every day, but he wants to fuck her every day. Mm-hmm. Jax is, mm-hmm. he's such a piece of shit in this first this trash. Yeah. But he trash. does a great job of covering it up and making himself look like the ultimate good guy in the be- first season. Right. And the thing is, I can understand it to an extent because obviously we saw him and Stassi, they were toxic. He and Laura Lee, he got in too deep too quickly. And now he like wants to back it up. I 100% understand that. But there is a way to go about that. And you aren't doing that. And it's wild. Exactly. Crazy. Anywho, we transition over to Lisa's house, Villa Rosa where her and her daughter are preparing, her daughter is Pandora, are preparing to have this conversation with Stassi about her choices in life. Do you think that Lisa's obsession with pink is like a little childish? I don't know if I would say it's childish per se. I just think it's, 
interesting that she is so married to pink Um, as a color (laughs) well not even old but just that like that's the color that she chooses to like surround herself with and like you know she's got a rosé and she has all these restaurants where pink is one of the main colors which I mean she's got a very specific type of brand I get it it's just like Bethany's skinny girl red like and so I don't know because I always I also wonder has she always been like that or is it something that she kind of like leaned into because of the show I don't know yeah, and for those of you who haven't watched the episodes or episode and you just listen to this podcast for some strange reason without referencing the episode. That's a lot of people that I talk to. I know, I know. That's why I'm making <laughs> the comment. Me too. <laughs> um, Lisa wears pink everything. Like everything is pink. Everything. Bags. Like Christian Louboutin signs a pair of shoes that he gives to her. Here you go, pinky or something like that. Pink cars. There's lots of rooms in her house that are pink, pink bras when she's wearing a sheer pink top, pink cars. Did I already say cars? You did say cars, but pink bedding. Pink bedding. It's just a lot. And you know, I dishes. Michael and I don't agree on our design, our aesthetic here at times, but I try to take his opinion into account you know, and like try to make it like more masculine. Well, I did so more this time, try to make it more masculine because I really like masculine things too. But even if I were like Lisa and pink was my favorite color, I would not be like, okay, our whole house is going to be pink. It's just, and it's pink makes me want to vomit. Purple is my favorite color. I don't have anything. I know you do, but I have nothing purple in this entire house. Yeah not anything maybe maybe a jumpsuit it's about it yeah yeah just because it's your favorite doesn't mean that it should be like the thing that's dominating in your house or anywhere actually so anywho I feel like I've said anywho a lot today (laughs) sorry (laughs) listeners (laughs) okay so we see Pandora Lisa's daughter and Lisa um going into one of what I'm sure is at least what one of what 15 rooms in her house probably this bitch has at least 30 yeah well actually no she downsized into this house so maybe she only has 15 oh wow yeah her first house on the real house of Beverly Hills was bigger than this one what the fuck uh-huh she downsized I think when Pandora and Max moved out Oh, okay. So she had a purpose. I mean, no, there's no purpose for this size. Regardless. No, absolutely not. Okay. Yes. So um, Pandora is explaining to Lisa the situation that Stassi is not being reliable um, because maybe as Frank mentioned in the previous episode, she's got that pretty girl syndrome <laughs> where she doesn't want to do shit <laughs> and she finds people to do it for her. Unfortunately, though, she can't find someone to write her blog post for her. So that's mm-hmm. all her. Um, and like, to me, I would be so grateful if I had a friend like Pandora who Man. I expressed what my aspiration was and she gave me the opportunity to get started in a place where basically, you know, you're going to be successful. Like there's no risk for you doing this. So why you would take advantage of your friend who's your boss, like that should give you all the more reason to, to put in 110%, right? 100% hashtag white people shit. 
white privilege because they get all these things handed to them and still mm-hmm. manage to fuck it up. And still manage to fuck it up. And like, if I were Pandora, it wouldn't have to be no conversation. I wouldn't be calling and texting you, pressing you about where your column is. I would just, in uploading this digital magazine, this column has been removed. You're, and, you're- es- and especially when she said she hasn't turned in a column in two months. Right. Are you kidding? Right. I would definitely pull a Shawnee Easton. Wait, is her last name Easton? No. Shawnee O'Neill. Who the fuck Ooh, is Shawnee Easton? I sure don't know. know. You know who I'm thinking about? Shawnee Easton, the one with the big ass titties. Is, is that Gabrielle Union's name in Love and Basketball? She's in Love and Basketball? Yes, in the opening scenes, like, or in like the first quarter of the movie when, or no, it's second quarter, second quarter of the movie, right? I think. Mm-hmm. And she's asking Quincy to the dance, but she hands the letter to Sanaya Lathan's character. And then when Sanaya Lathan asked Homeboy to take her home, she was like, yeah, I got this letter from you. And then he was like, who's it from? And she was like, Shawnee. And he was like, Shawnee, Shawnee, Shawnee Easton. Oh, the one with the big ass titties. Let me read it. No? No, I remember this scene. I did not remember that that was Gabrielle Union. Yep, that was her. Wow, I haven't seen that movie oh, in a long yes. time. Not Shawnee Easton. My apologies. Shawnee O'Neill. Who does she turn to? Is it Jennifer when she says your services are no longer? No, no, no. It's Brandy Maxfield. Oh, well, yeah. It's and she says. Because Brandy is also an AKA. Is she? Oh, I didn't know this. But she's back on the show now. Which has some act right. That's embarrassing. Right. But she literally says. Thank you for your services. <laughs> Love that. That's classic. Like, if y'all have never seen that scene in Basketball Wives, you need to fucking find it. Because the shit is like, ooh. It was great. <laughs> it was great. So good. We okay. might need to do that episode once. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm sorry. Focusing back on basketball. I mean, not Basketball Wives. Lord <laughs> So Pandora is talking to Stassi and she's like, you know, basically you've dropped the ball. And Stassi's response is, well, it's been a rough two months. And Pandora's like, but this is an important time for the website. So like essentially who gives a fuck what's going on in your personal life as Stassi should have to be operating. No one should have to tell you your pers- what's going on in your personal life should not interfere with what's going on at work. But again, that's what white people do. That's what white people accept. So Pandora, I don't feel bad that you haven't gotten this article in however long because where's the fucking standard? exactly yeah so pandora goes on and continues trying to hold her accountable um you know she's like you say you want to be a fashion writer or columnist or whatever the fuck she wants to be a carrie carrie bradshaw basically and um not a carrie bradshaw she talked about sex she talked about clothes she's like fashion like fashion i'm sorry let me stop trying to reference other people's (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, you say you want to be a fashion writer, but I'm not, ta- I can't take you seriously because you're not taking yourself seriously. Like you're not even being disciplined in what it is that you claim you want to do. And mm-hmm. I'm giving you the opportunity to get your foot in the door and you're shitting on me. So mm. Stassi in true white girl fashion starts the fucking waterworks. So many tears. <sighs> I wish, like, I truly hate that it's a thing for white women to be able to weaponize their tears in the way that they do. Mm-hmm. Like, we as Black women had a superpower like that that made people feel bad for us. 
Mm-mm, nothing. We can't. We can't. We could be like literally walking like limbless on the road and they'd be like, oh, she's fine. Exactly. She's, she's so strong. Run. She's exactly. resilient. She'll make it through. Right. It's so shitty. But anywho. So yes, she starts with the waterworks. Um, and you know, she might have been really upset, but at the end of the day, she was pulling this card out of her pocket for some fucking sympathy and yet again another extension. Mm-hmm. So in the same scene, Lisa addresses Stassi about her bullying Laura Lee. <laughs> And Stassi, just gotta love Stassi. She's like, yeah, I was bullying her. But like... You should feel bad for me. Essentially is what she was saying. Like, I bullied her, but do you realize that I befriended this girl and then she went and got with my ex-boyfriend who I broke up with because he cheated on me? (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. And she continues to cry. And then Lisa goes over to her and cradles her and blah 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 and I love when the camera pans back to Pandora because Pandora's like bitch I don't give a fuck (laughs) about Stassi like you even showed up for this meeting knowing what this meeting was about and you still didn't have the call ready like what are you doing what the fuck are you doing what are you doing yeah yeah and then Lisa turns to Stassi talking about oh you stop it those baby blues won't work on me bitch they're working you got Truly. your seat to go hug her and basically tell her everything was going to be okay after you were basically shit talking her before she got there to say that like why are you still putting up with this f-a-k-e fake as fuck mm-hmm. yeah truly so then we shift to the scene that we referenced earlier in the episode where we see tom tom and jacks go out to a children's playground to exercise why they're there why they're not at a gym i don't know speaking of exercise i have a related but unrelated question okay smoothie i put egg whites in here i can eat those raw right yeah people eat eggs raw all the time i I know jacks does but just because jacks does it you know (laughs) it's like ooh, wait that's what made me think of like oh man wait a minute this might not be a good idea. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so then um, we're hearing that apparently the Toms felt like Jax had somehow set a standard for boyfriends in their group, which is, again, couldn't have been past the first like couple of months maybe of his and Stassi's relationship. Like, what the fuck? But it makes you wonder... Was it not past the first couple of months, or was Jax really this good of a fucking liar up until mm. or up well, until No, because she is also have she also has to be telling the girls that he's doing good stuff too. Ah, uh, that's true. Yep. So right. Yeah, I think it was like she was telling them more about the seventy percent than the thirty percent. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming because and for then, those. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, you're good. I'll be upset. That because she's told them more about the 70% than the 30%, upset that they're like, what the fuck? You're breaking up with Jax to get with Frank? Da, 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 da. Make it make sense, girl. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Oh my gosh. But anyways, and so they were like, yeah, like 
we always heard how good of a boyfriend you were, blah, blah, blah. And then they also talked about how when Jax was um, kind of dating around LA pre-Stassi, that he was able to pull all these girls, even though he didn't actually have his own home. He just had a sheet for a wall. And I was like, the thing is, if you're cute enough, you can pull that because they don't know about any of that until they get to your house. And by the time they get to your house, they have already determined that they're going to have sex with you. So you can deal with anything for a night and like move on with your day. That's but fair. whatever. And then Tom Schwartz is like, you know, when I asked Jax what a secret is, he says, you know what, Tom? I just tell them what they want to hear. Which is so Jax. Right. But it's also manipulator 101. And don't trust people that tell you all the right things without doing stuff to back it up or doing it long term. Like if you're saying stuff, but it's not consistently followed by actions, y'all just run away. Or if you're somebody saying stuff and it's not followed by actions at all. Right. Welcome being consistent. But yeah, again, what I said last week, an empty wagon squeaks the loudest. Also, I asked mom. She had never heard of that either. Yes, I don't know where the fuck you got that from. I, I've never heard this. I don't either, but it's very accurate. I mean, no, truly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It's just different. Oh, my gosh. So then Jax is kind of catching them up about what's been going on with Laura Lee. And he tells us, which we all already knew, that he is in this quote-unquote relationship for the wrong reasons. And also lets us know that he still cares about Stassi. I'm glad he has come to this realization. We all knew this right after the whole Vegas situation happened, before we knew you were with Laura Lee. And even through all of it, we just knew that that was still what was up. But like, you know, first step is admitting it. Yay, you. (laughs) And so then Tom Sandoval has the nerve to say, I will never, ever trust that girl because she seems too possessive. You are one to fucking talk, Tom. You are one to talk about trusting people, about people being possessive. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, Tom, this show, like seasons one through nine for him, where he's at now in real life. And that's another thing, people. Be don't throw stones from glass houses ever, okay? Because that shit, as soon as you point one finger at somebody else, like they tell you in kindergarten, you got four pointing back at you, or is it three? Because as you, it's, point, it's three in the thumb. Oh, three in the thumb. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess you could have it like this, like that. But then that's pointing it's, out. It's, so yeah. then we're gonna keep it like that. <laughs> Regardless, ain't nobody perfect, bitch. So don't be quick to judge motherfuckers, especially when you know you are a pathological liar. That and then also what Jack says maturely at this point too is like I understand what you're saying, but also like you don't know her like I know her. You didn't live with her. You didn't spend all this time with her. You were really only around her in a group, and you don't care about her like I care about her. So respectfully, this is how I feel. And I will say kudos to Jax for that moment because I feel like he again in that moment was very mature in communicating what his feelings were, but also trying to say like. I'm not trying to discount you. However, you don't have all the information. Yep. I love that. That was beautiful. It was. It was truly beautiful. So he does so much good and then so much bad and just such a quick time frame. Oh, bless his heart. Right. Mm. So going back to his not so better half, 
Stassi <laughs> is at work, sir. <laughs> and she's talking to Peter, one of the managers, and he's giving her her assignment wherever she's going to be serving for the evening. <laughs> serving, get it? <laughs> um, for the evening and so she looks down at peter's little notepad or whatever and sees that laura lee may be in her section or in a section that she would have preferred whatever the case may be in pure stassi white girl fashion she begins to complain because she feels it is she clearly feels it is her god-given birthright to be able to complain about anything that does not sit well with her which not surprising because that's how a lot of white people feel so and also she is enabled in this situation to complain all of the time and again a lot of white people they just I don't know they think everyone should hear their opinions and their thoughts and their feelings and really at the end of the day no one gives a fuck but because they're enabled and people pretend like they care they continue to do it but you know one day they'll learn anywho (laughs) So Peter goes to his confessional. He's like, I give people sections based on what they deserve, not based on who is sleeping with who, which gotta love that Peter acting Mm -hmm. as a manager, regardless of his personal relationships, especially his (laughs) previous romantic relationship with Stassi. Mm -hmm. So in this scene, shit gets so juicy because mm. we see like the, the camera pan to Stassi and then uh, what's that girl's name? Laura Lee. And like they're just throwing darts at each other with their eyes. It's so great. And so mm. you know something's coming. It's brewing. So finally, Laura Lee has had it for the first time in this episode. <laughs> so she's had it. So she goes up to Stassi and sits down. And how she approaches Stassi. Sheena, if you're listening, take notes. Man. Go back to season one, episode seven, and watch this interaction. This is how you check somebody. Mm-hmm. How you stand up for yourself. Okay. So with all that being said, <laughs> I can't remember how Laura Lee starts off the conversation. Um, but no, she says, I don't care how you feel about me. And mm-hmm. stops all like, well, then why are you sitting here? And then mm-hmm. we'll like, because I'm going to take up for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, That's right, bitch. That's yes. right. And she's like, I'm not afraid of you. You are not a princess. You're a spoiled, selfish rat. Mm. Oh. But then Saucy tries to like oh, laugh man. at how she says spoiled. And I was like, Saucy, shut the fuck up. So condescending. Always. Gosh, I was like, what a fucking jerk. That was was fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) So Stassi then goes on to say, like, she doesn't have anything to say to Laura Lee. Um, And then Laura Lee is like, valid point. If you don't have anything to say, stop texting me night after night after night. Because first of all, Stassi, why are you still rage texting Laura Lee? Like... I know that we don't know the timeline of how all this is filmed and everything, but it's like, if this came after that conversation with the whole um, staff with Lisa and you're still continuing on, grow the fuck up for the one Mm -hmm. time Kristen to act like a fucking adult in this episode. Truly. And this must've been before you could just block people's numbers because if I was Laura Lee, her bitch ass would have been blocked the second I got anything. The second. And so Laura Lee goes on to say, you need to take the victim tampon out of your ass. That was hilarious. 
So funny. So <laughs> out of the shower as this part, this scene was playing, and he said, "Did she just tell her to?" <laughs> she so, did. So good. <laughs> so yeah, and then Saucy's confessional. She's basically, you know, degrading her and calling her a single white female and talking about how she has zero respect for Laura Lee, which is fine. That's that's totally your opinion. But as Laura Lee is saying, don't be so ghetto bitch as she called you during that staff meeting and keep sending me these rage checks and then Stassi drops a bomb though and I feel like Laura Lee tries mm-hmm. to, to bring it back but, but it fails yeah yeah so Sheena if you're listening don't follow don't do this part mm-hmm. so Stassi says like okay this is hilarious because Jax is literally still texting me he's talking about how much he misses me how much he's still in love with me blah 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 and then Laura Lee is like well that's fine because I'm the one he's sleeping with every night Mm. and just like Stassi said Laura Lee that is nothing to boast about Mm -mm. your dude is laid up in bed with you he's thinking about another woman Mm-hmm. and texting another woman mm-hmm. and Stassi would also sleep with him while he's sleeping with you he would be sleeping with another woman mm-hmm. and so she's like you know that should that's really sad and that should make you embarrassed and the way that Stassi said that mm. it cut me and she wouldn't even talk about me right so it was so it. bad I can't imagine how Laura Lee felt in that she had to have felt so small mm. so small yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying like nobody can use their words against her the way that she can to people. Like Stassi just cuts to like literally to the bone. She does. And with a smile on her face. Mm-hmm. And it comes out so easily. It's kind of scary, low-key. For real. <laughs> yeah. So then Guillermo is passing by and he hears all this and, you know, basically tells him to separate, go their separate ways and then maybe suggest that one of them goes home. So then Stassi's like, oh, wait a minute somebody can go home so then she uses those puppy dog which her eyes are really pretty but Mm -hmm. she uses those puppy dog eyes and that little pal to ask Guillermo she can go home because that interaction with Laura Lee was so uncomfortable playing fucking victim Mm -hmm. to 10th degree and it works which is crazy it's so crazy like if I just talk shit like that to somebody I wouldn't then be like oh my god they aggressively attacked me. Can I go home? Are you fucking serious, Stassi? And this is why I said she is the weakest fucking mean girl because she can't, she can't handle it. Big facts. That's a big facts. But then it also makes me wonder like, bitch, you just don't care about a paycheck. Right? At all. Like you just started living on your own and I guess she was already paying all of her own bills. So maybe it doesn't matter. But I mean, it's just, I wouldn't be just giving up shifts. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. And so that scene wraps. We go to a quick scene at the Viper Room. Mm-hmm. Where Max is playing guitar with Tom for some reason. All the people are there supporting them. Lisa's like, oh my God, I love that they're supporting him. He's awesome. It's wonderful. Blah, blah. Like, whatever. It's dumb. Anyways, so then I don't know if it's the same day that we're at Sir or if this is another day that we're at Sir. We have a lot of Sir scenes cut up like this. I'm not really sure of the timeline, but either way, we're at Sir. And so we come back and Kristen and Katie and Peter are all there getting ready for this dinner. 
And so we find out that there's been some shuffling of the servers because Brandy is going to be at the party. So Sheena can't serve the party like she originally was supposed to. So Peter calls Sheena to tell her that she's going to be working in the restaurant instead and that Kristen's going to be serving the party. And Sheena goes fucking off. And I was like, whoa, because up to now, Sheena has seemed pretty like even keeled and like, you know, very, very like mild mannered for the most part. Like she's had, she got a little rah rah, but not that much. And so this is just so unexpected, especially coming at Peter. So then Sheena arrives and she's, you know, like power walking, her buns bouncing as she's like in the back alley at Sir. And she comes in and basically it's like, what the fuck's up, Peter? And Peter tells her what has happened. And then she gets so angry because she's like, I had to cancel this audition to serve Lisa's dinner. And now I can't do it. And I'm not covering Kristen in the restaurant. And this is bullshit. And I'm mad. And so then she goes to the bathroom to cry because that's apparently what people do at Sir when they're upset. They either go to the back alley or they go to the bathroom. And then Lisa hears that something is happening. And so she comes over and Lisa finally gets Sheena to open the bathroom door and is like, what's going on? And Sheena explains why she's so upset with the, about the situation. And Lisa's like, yeah, but also like this shit with Brandy is still fresh because Sheena, you had an affair with her husband for two years. Her husband, bitch. For two years. What do you expect? This woman's not going to be like, oh my God. Yeah. I love Sheena. Let's come have her serve me all the time. Like, are you kidding? Let's come have her serve me crispy chickens. It's a no. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So then another person who clearly doesn't care about money, Sheena decides to leave. And she calls Shay to have her or have him come pick her up because she just can't work. She's too distraught. And again, I'm like, do these people never fucking drive to work? Or like, is the parking so bad there that like, it's just hard? I'm really not sure. But I know Sheena has a car. We have seen it. It's just very, very strange to me. And I'm also like, does Shay have nothing else to do that he can just like come back and pick you up? Knowing what we know now? Yeah, that's probably the truth. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that is fair. But also I would like to highlight the fact that a black woman could never, nor would never yeah. break down like this at work. We don't get to do that. We don't get to have all of those feelings because people don't care about our feelings like that. They just don't. But also. I'm not going to act like that at work. If I'm at work and this is where you tell me to go, I'm going to do it regardless of how upset I am. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Yeah, I tell you, it's just like, as Black, as black women, we don't have the, the privilege of being so weak. It must be nice. You know, I, there's days where I would love to just cry. And I do, but not like at my place of fucking business, not Mm -hmm. in front of my employer. Mm -hmm. I cried one time at work and when I worked at JMU and it was to Adam in private in his office Mm -hmm. because I had just gotten an email and it just really set me off the edge because I had one advisor who I just fucking hated working with Mm -hmm. and she just got me at the wrong moment. But that's like literally the only time that I remember crying at work about something that was like sad other times like I've cried like happy tears or like I've cried from laughing but I've never been like oh my god this bad thing happened I'm so sad I would never I just would never exactly 
it's frustrating, but hey, after after 30 years, you get used to it, you know? Mm-hmm. So speaking of crying, then we see Jax, who appears to also be crying at work. And you know what makes me think about this? Either this is earlier that same day, or this is a totally different day, because Stassi left work. So she wouldn't oh, yeah. still be here. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And her hair was different because in this scene, her hair was just and in the conversation with Laura Lee, I feel like it was like half up, half down or something. Yeah, I agree. It was. Um, So yes, Jax appears to be crying at the bar. And then Katie kind of tells Stassi like, did you see Jax crying at the bar? Or, and she was like, are you serious? Katie's like, yeah. So then Jax approaches Stassi and wants to talk to her. And basically he's giving an elevator pitch about how he wants to get her back or he claims to want to get her back <clears throat> and you know he says I, I moved in with you after our second date because I knew mm, Jax you probably moved in with her after your second date because you were homeless or you were or, getting kicked out or you didn't mm-hmm. want to live with Tom and Tom anymore like a right out it's because you knew or you thought you knew Stassi was the one mm-hmm. but leave it to Jax to you know use his words to make people smile anyway apologies so there's that and Stassi was like but you have a girlfriend like I can't take you seriously because there's another female in the picture and he's like no 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 wait wait wait, wait, I don't have a girlfriend like she was just a mere distraction Mm. like lord jacks (laughs) now when lisa said that you were using her as a distraction it was a no no i'm really into her we're really into each other she's super cool but now because stassi's single again and you want to be back with stassi laura lee was a distraction fucking ridiculous then stassi starts to cry and she's like you know i just don't trust you and so much has happened and like all I all I've heard for the past two years is you saying that you're gonna do this, you're saying you're gonna do that, you're gonna change. And basically she's like, but I need the actions. And Jax is seems up for the task. And you know, Stassi's saying, I'm not saying that I can't do it right now, but like maybe in the future, one year, two years, like if, if you prove to me that you're changing and that that proof comes from your actions, then maybe we can consider it. And then Jax is like, I'll never be with anyone until I get you back. And it's so fucking dramatic. And has this devilish grin on her face. And I'm like, you just want people to just worship you. Yeah. You think you're that fucking important. Mm -hmm. And I get having standards. And because she also made a comment during this, during this scene, like, I'm tired of dudes treating me like shit. Like, I know I'm a catch, da, da, da. And it's different from knowing those things and like, just walking in that because if you truly believe that about yourself you really wouldn't have to say it and Mm -hmm. just the way that you carry yourself would exude that but the fact that you're sitting it's like you're trying to convince yourself that that's the truth right so whatever it's just you know the roller coaster starts again Mm -hmm. and so at some undetermined time, either before or after this conversation with Stassi, we come in mid-fight between Jax and Laura Lee. And she says that he has randomly stopped calling her and responding to her text messages, but won't say why he's doing that. And Jax is like, I just want to let this go. This being our, what I will call, situationship. 
And Laura Lee is like, that is emotionally abusive for you to say, you just want to be done, but you're not going to give me a conversation of closure. Bullshit. Mind you, this is all happening while their customers literally sitting right there at the bar watching all of this go down. And man, what I would have given to be those people. Like, could you imagine in the prime of filming, watching a fight happen in real time? My God. What's so crazy too is like these people, I mean, it wasn't just a like, Jax, I want us to talk about what's happening. Like it wasn't a chill, calm conversation. Laura Lee was going fucking in. Like mm-hmm. she was saying some expletive, is that the word? Expletives or explicit. Let me just say explicit. <laughs> Here I go again, trying to use my thesaurus. Let me dial it. <laughs> uh, she was saying some explicit shit about their relationship. And I bet yes. customers are like, what in the actual fuck? But I do commend Jax in this moment. Yes. Because had it been me behind that bar, I would have fucking gone off. I could mm-hmm. not maintain as well as he did in that moment. But you know why? Because he's used to fighting with Stassi. That's why he was able to do that. That's fair. That's fair. That is exactly why. So Jackson's still trying to work. He's trying to make cocktails. Laura Lee's like, I'm not going to let you fucking focus on what you're doing because I want to get out what I need to say. And so... Jax is like, I don't want to do this here. And Laura Lee's like, well, since you won't respond to me, we can't do it anywhere else. So we're going to have to do it here. And I don't really care who the fuck's watching. And so then Jax is trying to like, you know, handle the customers. And then Laura Lee is like, oh, you want to talk to the customers? I'll talk to the customers too. And so then she starts telling them what is going on, which is insane. She's unhinged, but also... She reminded me of a black woman because I feel like a black woman would have gone there in that moment if she had been treated the way that Laura Lee had been treated by Jax. And so randomly, Stassi comes over to get a glass and she like clocks what's happening and she's just loving it. Every freaking bit of it. And I'm just like, it just takes a certain kind of person to enjoy people like fighting like this. And I get that, like, she's involved, but also just, like, girl, come on, that's bad karma. You shouldn't want that for people. You just should not. But, again, that's saucy for you. So, who's saucy. surprised? And she also gets that bad karma. <laughs> Tenfold. Ten Tenfold. fucking fold. Yeah. And so then Laura Lee's like, Jax, just say you used me. I know you did, and I deserve the truth. And so he finally says it. And then Jax is like, I didn't have a convo with you out of respect for Stassi. The fuck? Why do we need to respect Stassi? You're not in a relationship with her anymore. What do you mean? You've been in a relationship or whatever with Laura Lee for, I don't even know how long, but you have been. And so Laura Lee says, so it was cool for us to have sex without condoms. It was cool for us to like tell each other all these intimate things. But like, now that you want to end it, you can't have a conversation with me about it. Are you kidding? And it was tell you tell me all these intimate things while you're inside me. (laughs) So bad. So, so bad. And so then she also called out how he unfriended on her Facebook as a way to break up, which I was like, whoa, what a fucking throwback. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) Like, because obviously people are still on Facebook, but like, I, like, I'm not even in a relationship on Facebook. Like people just know I'm in a relationship. That's so weird. What'd you say? Neither is Michael and I don't like it. You don't, are you in a relationship on Facebook? I am. Oh my God, you're such a fucking loser. <laughs> oh my gosh. But this was back in 2012-ish when that mattered. Wow. Um, so basically she was like, yeah, and you passively aggressively ending our relationship by unfriending me on Facebook was cool. So thanks for that. And so basically Laura Lee's like, you know what? I'm going to continue standing up for myself. I've already checked Stassi. Now I'm going to check you. And then she says, and I quote, you're not going to bully me out of here. And neither is that whore. You're stuck with me until I book a job. And I was like, yes, Laura Lee, be in the bag. That is what everyone on the show needs to focus on is getting to the money. Just doing that because man, oh man. And it pays off for her as we will see next episode but yeah and that is where the episode ends my friends is very spicy very very spicy yeah that was a lot so for me personally after this episode I began to wonder if they even remember that the cameras are present (laughs) some of the things that they're just so willing to put out there like the whole conversation that Laura Lee just had with Jax at the bar and then like the AA meetings, it just seems really heavy. And I get that like we want reality in reality TV, but like that's a lot of reality. Yeah, It is. Yeah. It is. And I wonder and- too, do they regret being so transparent? <laughs> I don't know, because, you know, I feel like that's real for them at yeah. that moment. So I'm telling my truth, then there's no reason for me to regret it. Yeah. And clearly it hasn't impacted any of their lives. They're all still working. So yeah, that would be the only reason I'd be concerned, but I am like, wow, everything is officially off the rails now. Like, you know, Stassi and Frank are done. Jax and Laura Lee are done. They both have now had two breakups (laughs) in seven episodes we still have one friendship breakup that we're dealing with between Kristen and Stassi. Katie and Kristen seem to be fine. We haven't seen Frank because he's not at Sir anymore. The backup friends are really nowhere to be seen at this point. Sheena's still kind of in the mix, but not as much. Because again, this episode really didn't have a lot about her other than her just like throwing a temper tantrum at work. And so, yeah, we have just, we've come a long way since episode one. A long way. So, as a reminder, or again, if you're new, welcome. Savage AF is where we give you our hot takes on each episode. So, even though I just talked about how Sheena was like really not in this episode, I would say that Sheena has got to stop. You had an affair with someone's husband, and you got to live with that. And that's going to impact you in a lot of ways for a long time. It's even impacting her still to this day. I was going to say, look at Monica Lewinsky. Homegirl came oh, home I was like, her. who is Monica? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so, oh, Sheena, just, well, yeah. gotta love her though. Every time I see say Sheena's name, I always want to follow it with, oh, Sheena. I just, <laughs> I just forget. 
So my Savage AF hot take for this episode is hashtag Stassi does it better. <laughs> like just like we discussed during that actual scene, like I'm referencing the, the conversation between her and Laura Lee. It's like, no matter what facts you have, Stassi is just so good at cutting people with her words. I mean, it's truly an art form. Mm-hmm. And we haven't met some of the characters that she doesn't go toes with, but you can tell why she doesn't because she mm-hmm. probably gets the sense that, okay, this could, this is going to go really badly if, if I go toes with this person. So she definitely preys on people who are weak. So mm-hmm. yes, she does it better to an extent, but in this episode with Laura Lee, there wasn't one in a, that argument for Laura Lee. No, it wasn't. There was not. And I hate that for her because I want better for Laura Lee. But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. She gets better eventually. But yeah, so that's it for this week, y'all. We will be back next week with the season finale for season one, which is crazy. Insane that we're already at this point. But again, a really juicy episode. Also, I'm so sorry. I have been re-watching Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders. <gasps> oh my God, I was just watching that earlier. Wow, same brain. are on Paramount Plus. <gasps> and do you know, Laura Lee reminds me of Megan Flannery. Do you remember her? You probably don't. She tried out, God bless her, at least like eight times. Oh, That's no. drastic. She tried out though, at least four, I think. And then her last time coming in when she got cut, she was like, I just think it's so rude of you all to bring me back here just to cut me. Talking to Kelly and Judy like that. When when I was watching that scene, I was like, that is Laura Lee. That is Laura Lee. (laughs) Well, no, I'll have to watch that. What season is that? Ooh, I don't remember. I feel like it had to have been season like four or five. Wow. Also, RIP Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. That was one of my favorite shows. And did you see why they canceled it? I did. I saw that article you sent us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. That is. I hope they get picked up by another station because I really, I really like that show too. Bring it on Netflix. Come on. Right. Right. Come on. I miss bringing into Netflix. Yeah, they did. I saw that. You still got paid. Man, I'm so mad because, you know, I like back to the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders saying, you know, I love Kelly. Kelly's my fave. She's just savage in a way that I, you know, wish I could be, but I don't have the balls to be all the time. Polite with it, right? But then I also love Judy's hair. Like Judy has some of the best fucking hair I've ever seen. Judy's hair deserves its own moment in like the DCC museum because I'm a hundred percent of that nature. Yeah, is gore. Just it just always is doing its thing. It looks like she just wakes up like that. I think she uses hot rollers because you know who also has hair like that? Sophie Stanberry from Ladies of London. I know you probably don't know who that is, but she just has this gorgeous, like long, like wavy, illustrious, just it's just so bouncy. And that's her secret. She just uses hot rollers every morning. That's it. And see, I've watched the episodes when they're done with training camp and then mm-hmm. like the girls are performing and Judy will like wand her hair. She should never do that. No, That's no. Not, I mean, it looks okay, but like that, it's whatever not. she does on the daily, that shit is it always. PSA. Stay with your signature look. PSA for white girls with good hair like that. Don't do the fucking most. Y'all mm-hmm. shit looks so good when y'all just like 
air dry it, blow blow it out, whatever the fuck y'all call it. That <laughs> shit is golden. All that extra, all them little pin curls and Shirley Temple curls and shit like that. Cut that out. Mm. Just let it do its thing. It, it mm-hmm. looks good. Truly, truly. So we took a really weird tangent there, friends, but we love y'all. And until until next week, y'all can find us at Savage Reality Podcast on Instagram. DM us if you have questions or email us at reality number four savages at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help the people find us. Thank you all so much. You've already done that. And stay tuned, and we will see you next week. Bye, sister. Yeah.